to Yo and Yo's podcast. We've had the privilege of advising Michigan businesses for over 95 years, and we want to share our knowledge with you, covering tax, accounting, technology, financial, and advisory topics relevant to you and your business. Yo and Yo's podcast is hosted by industry and subject matter experts, where we go beyond the beans. So if you want to stay in the know about business issues and trends that affect you, then keep listening because this is Everyday Business with Yo and Yo. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Business. My name is Pete Bender, and I'm the leader of Yo and Yo Wealth Management and a principal in our Saginaw office. Today's podcast is the sixth in our wealth management series, and our topic today is maximizing your Social Security benefits. Joining me again is someone who is much farther away from drawing Social Security benefits than I am, but still very knowledgeable on the topic. Matt Cash is a certified financial planner and a financial planning consultant with our partners at Advantex Planning Partners. Good morning, Matt. Hey, Pete. How are you? I'm doing great. Ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right. Great. So we want to talk a little bit about Social Security benefits today. One of the most common questions we get as advisors from our clients is, when should we start drawing Social Security benefits? And while Social Security might seem simple, deciding when to start taking benefits is not as straightforward as it seems. And a lot of the questions just come from a lack of knowledge from our clients. In a 2021 survey from the Nationwide Retirement Institute, only 16% of people knew what age they would be eligible for full retirement benefits. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. In today's podcast, our goal is to help you feel a little more knowledgeable about what to expect and learn a few strategies to help that you can apply to help maximize your benefits. So Matt, when should people start talking about, seriously about social security planning? Yeah, it's, uh, as you said, an important topic that we run into on a regular basis. I think when you turn 50, it's time to really start thinking about Social Security and when to take it. And absolutely before age 62, which is the first year you can start taking Social Security, I think any time between then is a really important time to consider it. Obviously, if you're also considering retirement, even if it's an early retirement, you know we wanna to talk to you about some of the things that you want to keep in mind if you're a long way away from Social Security. If you've experienced a major life event that could impact your benefits or you're worried that you won't have enough income in retirement. Um, these are all good times to have a conversation with us, uh, your CPA and your financial planner to make sure that we can properly guide you. Yeah, and, and building a financial plan, building these questions around your financial plan is, is important as well. Uh, one thing to note, previously, Social Security would send out uh, statements annually to taxpayers about how much, their social, how much their benefits would be at certain ages, whether it's early retirement or full retirement age. Um, they no longer do that for the most part, but you can go to My Social Security online and find, find out what your benefits are going to be. The website is www.ssa.gov. And uh, there you can get statements. You can find out once you started applying for Social Security and are drawing Social Security, you can get your 1099s. There's information on there about your status of when your benefits will start and direct deposits. So a lot of great information there um, to visit on that website. And Pete, I think one thing to mention too is 
even if you're not close to Social Security, if you log in and check your credits, sometimes there's some miscalculations in your earnings for a particular year. So if you log in at least once a year, just to kind of make sure that you're up on that. And then also Social Security is calculated based on 35 years of income, income credits. So um, I think it's important to make sure, especially if you're maybe 35 years away from retirement, that you start doing that um, on a, in, at least an annual basis. That's an excellent point. And they, they list out your eligible wages every year. So you can go in there and see if there's a year that was missed. Uh, maybe a W-2 didn't get filed properly. So great point, Matt. So uh, as we said, we get a lot of questions about Social Security. So I just want to throw a few of those at you. One of the questions we get is, can I earn more by waiting to draw retirement after age 62? Yes, the answer is yes. Um, you can start taking Social Security at 62, but if you delay benefits, there's an 8% increase annually in the benefit amount until you reach the age of 70, uh, when you max out at 132% of your full retirement age benefit amount. And again, if you were born after 1960, that full retirement age is age 67. So there is a benefit to, to waiting to take Social Security, but there's other factors involved. And so that's why, as Pete mentioned, having a full financial plan built to determine when the best strategy is to take Social Security is really important because it, it also takes into consideration you know, things like if you're married, your health and, and other, um, other options, spousal benefits. So there is a benefit to waiting, but in some cases there um, is a reason to take it early. And I think we're going to touch on that. Yeah, I think we will. One question, Matt, if you've started drawing Social Security benefits, is there an option to pause it if you realize that might not have been the best choice at that point in time? It's a great question. If you start taking benefits before your full retirement age, you have up to 12 months to cancel that decision. You will have to pay your benefits back during that period, including you know Medicare uh, premiums and things like that. But if you've decided that you know maybe you have another income source or taking Social Security at that time was not the right decision, you do have time to do that. At your full retirement age, you can also opt to do that. Uh, you don't have to pay anything back and your benefits will continue to accumulate at that 8% rate if you pause at uh, full retirement age. So it's not set in stone necessarily if you decided to start taking Social Security. There are some options if you change your mind. Yep, there's definitely some flexibility there, so that's important to remember. So we talked about waiting and the benefits of, of that the benefits will continue to grow if you wait. Is it always best to wait? Or are there some reasons or some situations where you might want to start drawing before your full retirement age? It's a great question. If you have unexpected health care costs, you know, taking an early retirement means you'll have to pay out-of-pocket expenses for health care instead of receiving employer benefits, which may be highly supplemented. Uh, once Medicare begins at 65, it's not much of an issue, but before then, Social Security can help offset some of those high health care costs. Also, if you experience a life-changing event and you're not financially prepared, uh, things such as divorce might find you in a situation where you need to start taking benefits early to help make ends meet, and that's where the benefits can help bridge the gap. If you have 
you know, a major health condition, a terminal illness or anything like that. I mean, knowing um, your life expectancy is obviously the biggest unknown when it comes to financial planning. But if you know you um, maybe won't make it to age 100, which is the age that we build our financial plans out to, you may want to start taking benefits early. Some others have a fear of Social Security benefits ending. I know, especially with the younger generation, uh, the surplus may not be there. Actually, according to the 2022 Social Security Board report, right now we're on track to run out of the surplus in Social Security funds in 2034. And that means if we don't change course, Social Security will only be able to pay about 77% of the benefits earned. There are some ways that Congress can sort of finagle the benefits. There's been talk about extending the date and uh, age of Social Security benefits. Um, there's some tax things that, that can be done. But as of right now, um, we encourage people to do a full financial plan to determine if they have other assets that can sort of help supplement that, if, especially if you're younger. Uh, we just don't know the direction that Social Security is going to take. That's a good point. Uh, another thing to remember, if you are, if you do end up drawing early before your full retirement age, and let's say uh, you're working part-time, remember you can only earn a certain amount every year. That, that amount is $19,650 for 2022. You can only have that amount of income from wages or self-employment income before you have to pay Social Security benefits back. So if you retire early and you want to work part-time, you have to be aware of that. So that's something to keep in mind. One item that surprises a lot of my clients when they get to the point of drawing Social Security benefits is that they have to pay tax on those benefits, or they may have to pay tax on those benefits. If you have over $34,000 as a joint filer in other income, which includes wages, interest, dividends, you know, rental income, and a portion of your Social Security benefits, you have to start paying tax on those benefits, and that goes up to 85% of the benefit amounts. So again, that's an important thing to factor in when planning that additional cost that you'll have if you, um, if you earn too much after your drawing. So let's talk a little bit about Medicare, Matt. When does someone qualify for Medicare benefits and, and what is the cost of that? You're actually required to apply for Medicare uh, when you're just before 65 years of age and many inpatient health costs will be covered for the rest a lot of our clients often opt to purchase Medicare B to help bridge that gap. And Medicare B covers things like preventative care, ambulance services, some prescription drugs, and more. If you make less than 88000 a year in income singly, the cost of your Medicare B premium will be almost $150 a month, and it's deducted directly from your Social Security check. As your income increases, so does your premium. So there is that to, to take into consideration when you're going to claim Social Security uh, before age 65 is, you know, do you have enough to cover those high medical costs um, before Medicare kicks in? And that amount uh, is about 180000 a year for a joint filer. And remember, that includes all sources of income at that point in time. Uh, whether you're working, uh, investment income, rental income, and, and uh, the Social Security benefits as well. So um, we have clients that get into some situations where they're paying quite a bit more for those Medicare costs 
because their other income is high. Maybe they sold a business. Uh, maybe they have reoccurring payments from the sale of a business. So again, as, as Matt said, another thing to factor into your plan when talking about retirement. That's right. And the government does look back two years for your income tax returns to determine what your premiums are. So there's additional higher level strategies that we can discuss about you know, ways to sort of minimize your income so that you reduce that, that premium when you hit your Medicare age. Yep, absolutely. So we talked about timing of when to draw your benefits. What are some ways to potentially maximize those benefits, whether you're married or divorced or different situations? Yeah, it's another great question. And, you know, Social Security is not a simple topic. It, it's actually quite complicated when you when you drill down on it. But for our married clients, if you're married, you have the option of claiming Social Security benefits based on whichever of you has the higher rate. And that's 50% of the higher earners benefits. As long as they're claiming benefits, the lower earner can step up that to 50%. Um, one strategy we can also help you with is splitting the benefits and claiming them at different times. Um, in this scenario, the spouse who's accumulated the lowest in benefits starts claiming early while the highest earner waits until as late as possible. And that approach helps you reap some of the benefits of the lower earner and still maximize your overall benefit. So there are different strategies we can implement to maximize the length of time that you're receiving a stepped-up benefit. Um, again, one of the big unknowns is uh, life expectancy. So we can kind of show you when we do financial plans, you know, how to best maximize based on your individual life expectancy. For example, we can say, okay, if she lives past 85 and he lives past 88, this would be best to take uh, Social Security at age 70 for him and, you know, 65 for her. And, you know, if he lives till, you know, 90 and she lives till 95, this would be the best strategy. So there's different things we can toggle with. And really, it's helpful for the client to know a little bit about their health history so we can help them make the best decision on when each of them should take Social Security. Yep. Every situation is unique, of course, based on individuals ages, benefit amounts, and their, their health history. Uh, one thing to remember is that when one spouse passes away, if, if the higher earner spouse who has a higher benefit passes away, the surviving spouse can step up their benefit to the higher amount. So again, that's important that you know potentially the higher earner of the two can wait as long as possible because that benefit's gonna carry through the life of both the husband and the wife once someone passes away. Right, and also to maximize benefits, you know, it, it comes into play with divorce clients. When you experience a major life event, your financial situation often changes, especially in divorce. One of the things that remains the same is your ability to claim spousal benefits for Social Security, even though you're no longer married. Um, and that can provide a significant boost, especially if you're uh, career or a need to focus on family care has put you in a position to contribute less uh, over that period of time. And Pete, I don't know if you want to go into a little bit more detail about uh, the rules on uh, claiming a, a former spouse benefit. Yeah, just the, the basics are that you have to have been married for at least 10 years and you can't be remarried. So if you're in that situation, you, you might be eligible to claim some benefits from your 
your ex-spouse. So just something to keep in mind. So as you can see, Social Security, like many decisions, can be more complex than anticipated. There's lots of tax consequences, uh, financial decisions, of course, that go involved in it. So it's just important, as Matt talked about, to make sure you have a financial plan built and you're looking at all the factors when making those determinations about when to draw Social Security. That's why our combination at Yo & Yo of our financial planners, our tax planners, and our partnership with the financial advisors from Advantax is such a powerful tool. With access to Social Security Planner that we have with Advantax, we can model different scenarios to help demonstrate which approach can best fit your needs in retirement. So if you're ready to talk and getting close to retirement age, uh, give Matt or myself a call or your local CPA at Yo and & Yo, and we'd be happy to set up a time to discuss this with you. Thanks for joining us today and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Yo and Yo's Everyday Business Podcast. Yo and Yo's podcast can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and of course, our website. Please subscribe, rate, and review. For more business insights, visit our resource center at yoandyo.com and be sure to subscribe to our newsletters. We'll talk to you next time on Yo and Yo's Everyday Business Podcast. The information provided in this podcast is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast reflect the views of the speakers. This podcast does not constitute tax, accounting, legal, or other business advice or an advisor-client relationship. Before making any decision or taking action, you should consult with a professional regarding your specific circumstances. Investment advisory services are offered through Advantax Planning Partners. Commission-based securities products are offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SPIC. Insurance services offered through licensed agents of Avantax Planning Partners, 3200 Olympus Road, Suite 100, Dallas, Texas, 75019. The Avantax entities are independent of and unrelated to Yo & Yo Wealth Management. Peter Bender is an Avantax registered representative. Not all financial professionals are licensed to offer all products or services. Financial planning and investment advisory services require separate licenses. Avantax-affiliated advisors may only conduct business with residents of states for which they are properly registered. Please note that not all of the investments and services mentioned are available in every state. This material is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment, tax, or other advice or an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any financial instrument. Indices are unmanaged, represent past performance, do not incur fees or expenses, and cannot be invested into directly. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Consult with your financial, tax, or other appropriate advisors on all matters pertaining to financial accounting or tax obligations and requirements.